of Instagram. What other hashtags are there that's really popular? I already did cute. Oh, pupper. That's a big one. Um, Lily pupper. Yeah. What else? Mm. Possum. Are you asking me to come up with dog hashtags? Jesus yeah, Christ. Yeah, that would be great. Um, how oh, about... Um, Marinstagram. That's, a, that's kind of a big one, I guess. Um, you should do act. You should do ones where the hashtag interrupts. Um, where like the pictures interrupt with the hash- like boning, because <laughs> dogs like bones, <laughs> but right. it'll be mostly like wow. sex related. That's posts. so. Uh, that's that's so like. That's just so disruptive. What about um hashtag CPAC? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Just a quick, quick Yorkie pick in yeah. the middle of the sea of CPAC pictures. Um, what about um, <laughs> um, what else? Um, I, I really want to disrupt. Fuck the, hashtag fuck the Catholic Church. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's see how. Wait! Oh my God! What about hashtag the young pup? <laughs> hashtag fuck the Catholic Church has thirty posts. Oh, young pup. Twenty nine of them are me. The young pup's good, right? That's a good pun. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I think I'm good. I've got a, enough hashtags here. A lot of hashtags. Amazing. So um, good. have you been watching the Young Pope? P.S. Um, no. I heard it. I've heard mixed things. I know. I haven't been watching it either, but I plan on um, I plan on getting in on it in some at some point. I don't some know. Some form of I don't know. Some either. way or another. Well, I don't even get yeah, it. It's like just about like a pope that's not old. Uh, <laughs> that yep, that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> Was that the pitch? So you know how the pope's normally old, right? Yeah. HBO executives, right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. So what if I told you that we have a pope who's young? Hmm. <laughs> huh. Sold. Never, never <laughs> thought of that before. Yeah, that's uh, it's not a bad, uh, not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea. It's not a good idea. No, it's actually a very timely parable. It's about a, um, it's about sort of like an intended puppet pope, like young, charismatic, hoping to be um, able to sort of like quell the desires of the public in a social way, while like the more insidious members of like the shadow church do the shit they want to do behind the scenes, but then quickly sort of lose, um, lose state. Like they, they misjudge the level of autonomy that they would actually have. And the Pope's is actually a very, um, crafty individual and is using his power for his own means. Sound familiar? <laughs> uh, yeah. Game of Thrones, right? What? No, oh. bitch. I t- <laughs> No, I'm talking about the current political climate in this quote-unquote country. No, no, you're right, you're right, right. Sorry, sorry about that. It's very, it's very timely. Um, so wait, what kind of yeah, insidious, evil it. backdoor, evil church things are the rest of the people in the Catholic Church trying to do? Like fuck boys. I mean, what else could they be doing that's evil? I don't know. I'm okay. First, I mean, that's a really great segue into the first thing we were going to talk about, Young Milo, but. Boy fucking. But no, I think it's more you know what, I have only seen the pilot and some of the second episode help. I move slow now. But yeah, I, do. I don't think it's necessarily anything in terms of like policy and or anything. I think it's more a sense of um power. Just like governing power. Yeah, yeah, I think the idea more is that these people they're not gonna try to like do things that they wouldn't normally be able to do. That's something that is actually different from the current political climate, of course. But 
it's more the sense that like they put in this pope who doesn't seem to really know or care about being pope so that they will actually be the ones in power like i see Um, what they do with that power power. unclear Mm. it's ain't it always yeah even you like with your yorkie instagram don't you just want to rise to the ranks of pretty much my goal is to undermine yeah pretty much my goal is to undermine the biggest yorkie account which is augie the doggie so <laughs> trying to take how many followers augie the doggy mm-hmm. let me see augie let's take that bitch down augie doggy has <laughs> in all of his power augie doggy has 648 followers <laughs> that's your goal that's the god you're trying to kill or wait mm, there's got to be another one i'm sorry yeah augie's I, just the one i hope punch I'm wait. I'm seriously not kidding. I'm really down to like, like mobilize a takedown of all these other <laughs> accounts. I'm gonna start a website dedicated to spreading fake news. It's called Breit Bark, um, <laughs> and it's going to be all of these fake news yeah. stories about other Yorkies, so that yours rises rises to the top. Uh, well, there's one called Yorkie Splash that has twenty thousand followers. Oh my god, Yorkie Splash! Yeah, and then there's another one called. Uh, Yorkies are awesome. That one has nine thousand. Yorkie lovers worldwide Yorkies has two thousand. Awesome. Yorkies dot daily wow. has twelve thousand. So we got a ways to go. <laughs> wow, you got a ways to go. I, I need- cannot wait to become yeah. the Steve Bonin of Breit Bark <laughs> and destroy all of these Yorkies. Well, I'm actually a I'm a cat nationalist. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, it's like I'm setting our sights. You gotta like work up to the big ones. You gotta work up to. You can't just aim for Yorkies daily right now. So that's why I'm going mm-hmm. after Augie the doggy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta take them down one by one in like the smaller ranks right. and have them not notice that you've sort of infiltrated the bottom layers of, um, of the scene before you sort of take the top. Yeah. You don't get to the White House without taking Congress spots. Feel a bitch. Yeah. Exactly. And this this post this post that I just made is so freaking cute. Everybody go like it right now. So good. I cannot wait to like manipulate you into like allowing me to be your like right hand man, but really push my agenda, which is <laughs> the end of all animals. Right. Well, whatever. As long as I get to the top before you destroy all animals, I don't really care. Yeah, as long as you get verified. That's your right. Trumpian right. argument. Yeah, I you just, just want, want that blue check mark. <laughs> Who doesn't? All right. Um thank you guys so much for listening. This is episode, episode 74. 73. <laughs> Who cares? Probably one of my favorite accidental shticks is <laughs> never remember the episode but, number. Yeah. Never, yeah, never ever. Um, Jack, how are you? I'm doing great. Uh, I could be doing yeah. better. I would like it if you went and liked this post, but uh, I am not going to be attacked right now. I'm not going to be attacked right now. Yeah, no, I get it. Okay. Um, so aside from that. God is good. It is a nice 68 degrees out right now. I have yet to be out, um, which is devastating. I need uh, to like run out and enjoy the warmth. 68 degrees? Um, yeah, dude. In Novato right now, it's 49 degrees. Oh, really? It's freaking Yikes. freezing. It is nice out. It's literally a beautiful sunny ass day. 68 degrees. My ass is speaking to you about Yorkies. Put a gun in my mouth. I don't know what I did to deserve this. <laughs> Honestly, what did I do? Why? I don't know. What have I done in a past life to be punished? Looking out a window, 68 motherfucking degrees, and I'm listening to you 
Oggy da doggy. You're supposed to be um, the. You're supposed to be like the the editor of Breitbart. So this is Breitbart. Your... I know. I'm. I'm really. <laughs> I have so much work to do. I think that's why I'm really frustrated. This is why I'm gonna start shipping. I'm gonna start hiring like people to do it on no pay and just make up <laughs> stories because I just want to enjoy the weather. Well, was Oggy the doggy a serial rapist in the pen? <laughs> Look, you should go and, and enjoy the weather. I don't understand why you're talking to me about dog Instagram accounts. I mean, 100%. That's why I'm going to get um my intern, Kelsey, to actually fill in for the rest of this episode. Thank you guys so much. <laughs> hey, Jack. It's Kelsey. Um, What's the deal with airplane food? Okay, I don't know why that wasn't. A, I don't know why <laughs> why she felt like she had to do a stand-up routine. But. She had to do a Jerry Seinfeld bit. <laughs> she had a Jerry Seinfeld bit. Um, what's the deal with? Um, I love him. Um. <laughs> But I think that he's an asshole. I have a feeling he's an asshole. Uh, okay. Of course he is. It's true that he is. Can you of confirm? Of course he is. A no, Breit Bark, I mean, a Breit I Bark explicit. <laughs> I don't know if he... I mean, uh, what, what are the chances that... I mean, probably like 80% of successful people are assholes. That's just how it is. I know. It's true. It's true. So. Do you remember the week when the DuckTales single ladies video went viral? I was insufferable. Yes. Yes. You were really... Uh, you were a handful that week. I was, that was a tough, I, didn't, I don't think I held a door open for anyone for a good six days. I think I, I saw you, <laughs> I think I saw you throw hot coffee in at least four waiter, waiters' faces that week. <laughs> this is freezing! They're yeah. like, then why am I burning? <laughs> <laughs> I would walk out of my room into the living room with a baseball cap and two sunglasses hiding my yeah. face. <laughs> Put down the cameras. You're like, I'm on the phone. I'm like, and it has a camera on it. Yeah. Goes into the bathroom. Oh. <laughs> Ugh, I just oh, want to be well. famous so I can be insufferable. That's it. I well, don't even you, want power. This is a good segue. You know who is insufferable and may not be famous anymore and probably doesn't have a whole lot of power anymore? Other than Augie the Doggy? Yes, other it? than Augie the Doggy. <laughs> It's former former Breitbart, I guess you could call him a reporter, Milo Yiannopoulos. Um, okay, number one, no, you can't. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's he what did, he calls he himself. Is, yeah, that's insane. He is not a reporter. Um, but also, quick pause, amazing pronunciation on his last name, which I have, like, suffered in silence, not being able to, like, figure out. Yiannopoulos? Is that it? Yiannopoulos? I, th- I think it's Yiannopoulos. Nice. I don't know why it was so hard. It's like practically phonetic, but every time you'd be like, Milo, <clears throat> like immediately, like unable to go further. Um, Milo is not a reporter. He is, I don't know what the fuck this dude is. Um, I'm trying to think of like a polite way to say this that isn't offensive. Um, and my brain immediately goes to um, a faggier Ann Coulter. <laughs> oh my God. But that seems violent. So yeah. I'm going to pull back. At least you got um, it out of your system. I had to say, I don't even like that word, but I just look at this bitch and I'm like, "Uh uh-huh, like, (laughs) hun, like, are you good? Like, what's Uh, up? Yeah. Um, For those who don't know, Milo Yiannopoulos is um, an internet... Troll. He's a troll. He's a troll. Yeah, I would say he is sort of like one of the most... um, He's sort of like, I don't even know, what is like a, what is like a comparable thing? Like, who's like a really famous YouTube star? Like, who's, like, the most famous YouTube star? Not PewDiePie, but, like, someone who is, like, really kind of, like, in popular culture. Um, He is, like... Yeah, I mean, like, he is two trolls what, like, 
a YouTube person is to YouTube. Like, he is sort of, like, the embodiment of troll culture. Yeah. He first, like, made head... He's, like, a, he was a writer-slash-editor for Breitbart, like, the notorious alt-right website that shills conspiracy theories and um, has news. basically made... Yeah, fake news. Yeah, has basically made a small, very small media empire out of um, fusing clickbait and cheap writing with actual, like, political influence, which is, like, horrifying. Um, and Milo got really famous last year for basically, like, getting kicked off Twitter for mm. um, just saying a lot of controversial shit. Um, one of the big things he did that sort of, like, got him in the mainstream was he initiated essentially, like, a cyberbully attack against Leslie Jones during, yeah. like, the lead-up to, to the Ghostbusters reboot that was released. Um and that caused her to be, like, attacked and to go off Twitter. Basically, he's just, like, a troll. He's just, like, a really bad dude. So, of course, he got a book deal <laughs> by yeah. famous imprint Simon & Schuster for a very large sum of money. The book was called Dangerous. Um, it was hotly anticipated. He started going on all of these speaking engagements around to colleges um, and starting this trend of these sort of, like, alt-right and alt-gay, like, I don't even know, like, uh, just, like, college circuit tours. His attempt to speak at Berkeley was, like, highly covered because protests essentially, like, stopped the entire thing from happening. Yeah. Um, and last week, he, last Friday, he, um, he appeared on Real Time with Bill Maher, which is probably one of his, like, biggest interview spots. I mean, he's been, he's been, like, I feel like I've been hearing about him for, like, a year and a half. But something about this interview was, like, well, a very big deal. It was, like, a big platform. Let's say you're, like, an old person and you're on the internet. I'm not really sure you'd know who this guy was. Right? True. So yes, yes, I think yes, the yes. Bill Maher plat interview was like his biggest flat platform uh, to date. Yeah, I think I think that's true. I think it's sort of um, yeah, it's his biggest platform for sure. For people who don't know who he is, it's also like the biggest sort of like cultural platform he's been given. Um, that's kind of a mix of politics and entertainment. Like I'm sure he's appeared on like pundit shows or something at some point, but like. Real time is sort of like a fusion of like a lot of it hits a lot of spots on the Venn diagram. And this interview was in anticipation of this book that was coming out that this week, because of like some um, prior interviews he'd given, was um, rescinded. This book is no longer being released. I'm going to choose to release like a statement that they're not going to release it. And yeah, and now his career has gone like up, 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 flatlined seemingly down but what do you think are we really like well first of all can you explain like what he said this yeah. week that caused such drama do you know well it wasn't yeah yeah it wasn't anything that he said this week actually it was like i think people are we're getting pissed about and specifically yes. like there's this big alt-right podcast that kind of like picked this up so it's people from yes his own side of the political spectrum right. who are getting mad at him and that's why this is such a big deal is because like cpac canceled his like speaking engagement and yeah a lot of people in the art right were like calling right report to fire him so it's like well if you piss off like the people who piss everyone off then yeah you're probably should have elect their pal but basically what he said in, he he did this interview with uh he did this podcast with Joe Rogan, and he was talk, kind, of, kind of talking about how he... I'm paraphrasing here. I, I didn't actually hear him hear the, the podcast that, uh, he said this on, but he was talking about sexual relationships between, like, older men and younger teenagers and how 
I think from what I read, the gist of what he was saying was that he didn't think it was a big deal because, like, teenagers are sexually mature and, you know, the older men who take advantage of these yes. boys, like, guide them through life and early, they're early Approving sexual, of pedophilia. I don't know, life, I guess. And right. so Which a lot of people I, took okay. that as him, like... He pissed uh, a bunch of people like, off, mostly conservative yeah, people yeah, who until then had yeah, apparently just had no problem with any yeah. of the other shit he was so, saying. Um, basically, he pissed a bunch of people off. Yeah. Yes, right. 2015, which is kind of around the time I started hearing his name. You know, like, really kind of like early in the talk. I mean, yeah. this interview so was I have like a lot of thoughts on this dude. I really don't like him. I don't find him interesting. I don't think he believes any of the shit that he yeah. says. The only thing that I think he really believes is also the one thing that makes me sort of appreciate him in some capacity, which is just his, like, desire for free speech to be, like, paramount. Like, I really agree with that feeling, and I have, I'm sort of, like, finding myself, even, like, my most liberal, like, feeling a little prickly about the constant, like, triggering that keeps happening every time anyone makes anything from an inappropriate joke to, to just, like, I don't know, to just some just some attempt to say anything complicated without already having like pre-decided like the perfect language to use. So he like really rejects that. Um, But overall, this dude is so extra. (laughs) He's so extra. First of all, he shows up on Bill Maher wearing like 60,000 pearls. I was like, what is this look? Like, what are you doing? He's very extra. He's just so, I don't know. He's so He's just so played out. I don't know. He is just this really... He's pl- he's kind of performing a character, but it also is not enough of a character. He's not funny enough. He seems sort of nervous on Bill Maher to me, which I thought was kind of interesting, that everybody was sort of, like, you know, anticipating that he was going to, like... I don't know. No one actually really talked about that element, but he just didn't seem super comfortable to me on Bill Maher. He felt sort of, like, out of his element in some way. Yeah, probably. Well, look, I mean, I saw you get all mad on Twitter about, like, the the uh, conversation around People were getting mad Maher. about Bill Maher Wanting having like, him on, period, because they were like, you're giving him a platform, it, which, like, I sometimes agree with on. and sometimes don't. I mean, like, I think that this idea of, like, who we listen to and who we yeah. don't um, is really complicated by the idea of just, like, the act of speaking to them, like, wills them into power. Like, I don't know what to do about, like, that element. I mean, I think at the end of the day, like, Bill Maher should be able to have anybody he wants on the show. Maybe the onus should be on, like, the press that Monday who aggregates, like, the same coverage of an interview to, like, chill out on feeling the need to cover it. Like, I put more onus on that. I don't think I need to see 150 different websites embedding this interview talking about it like that is where milo's platform grows not just on a 12 minute appearance on a talk show like you know what i mean like that is actually a very contained media moment but that the the wildfire starts afterwards also i'm sorry but did you see this larry wilmore moment that everyone was like applauding Yeah, Larry Wilmore like said like yes, go fuck yourself or something like, to him. Um, what? Like everybody's just like watch Larry, like click here and watch Larry Wilmore like totally take Milo down. And I was like, ooh, okay, clicks in. Larry Wilmore's like go fuck yourself, and everyone's like yes. And I was like, that's that is it? Like, 
were you waiting for a well-reasoned argument to to like uh, undermine y- Milo? Yeah, my bad. My bad. Like, clearly, I mean, I should say, like, I was watching this before I became the editor of Breitbart, so, like, my cynicism had not formally, like, set in. But, yeah, my bad. I thought he was going to sort of, like, have not a rational conversation, but would have, like, first of all, I'm going to give you a hot take. I don't like Larry Wilbur. I don't like him at all. I don't think he's funny, and I don't think he's smart. And I didn't, and I thought this before this interview. He seems to me like somebody Uh, who is stand, like, you're having an intense conversation about something complicated with like three or four people. He is in the circle. And the only thing he <laughs> says is like a little joke that builds off of like four keywords that he heard, but he has actually like no insight or knowledge of anything. Mm. That has been my impression of Larry Wilmore. Like the entire time right. he had that show, which sucked. I just don't think he's funny and I don't think he's smart. And watching <laughs> this, I was like, this is the shit I've been talking about since I was forced to watch the nightly show. Like, he has no opinion. He has nothing of interest. And he's not politically mm. informed. He just has, like, a funny voice. So I was like, I don't like this dude. But I thought that was stupid. He does. He, does. he has a funny voice. voice. I'm like, you should do voiceover. You should have, like, an animated series. Like, he should voice a cartoon talk show, I think. Like, that would be a really funny show. Yeah. Like, a Space Ghost, Coast to Coast meets Daily Show. Like, I don't find him to be funny or smart or even, like, that interesting of, like, a human being. Um, but... I also really hated that that was his, like, that just was such a pathetic, like, pathetic thing to say to him. I mean, like, I agree, and I, like, think that as a mic drop, it's a moment. But, like, there's more, there's actual things to unpack. Like, and he, people like Milo thrive off of that reaction. That's sort of, like, their lifeblood, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, and that's also why I don't feel super bad for him, obviously, this week. Like, if your entire job is to be a provocateur all it takes for people to stop, you know, liking you is a certain provocation. Like it doesn't really, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a not, it's not a sustainable career arc. Just being someone that pisses people off. Like it really is not. No. Um, yeah. I mean, Ann no. Coulter's like fame lasted much long. I mean, like, I don't think Ann Coulter would have been for, as famous as she was for as long as she was if Twitter had existed then. Like the cycle of being able to like build someone up and sort of like burn people out on even hearing their name is so accelerated now because you'll read like coverage and a think piece and a reaction and a reaction to and then a controversy and then the end of their career over the span of like two months like it happens so fast but Ann Coulter was able yeah. to write like seven books mm-hmm. <laughs> you know and like that shit lasted way longer like the 2000 like the early aughts so I don't know I I don't I don't really think it's that true. this dude's career is gonna last I don't think we've heard the last of him yet um I think it was inevitable that, like, Milo fatigue would set in. I thought we were just at, like, the beginning of his, like, moment, but I do think that we're at the end. And then he holds this press conference where he essentially apologizes, which was so funny because I was like, this proves his character, that this is all, like, he doesn't really care about this shit. Like, the thought of losing this, like, losing this book deal, the thought of, like, losing people's attention and fame, like, rattled him so heavily that he actually, like, dropped this sort of, like, posturing and, like, apologized at a podium. Like, dude, you are so fake. Like, at least embody your trollness as a full performance. Like, if you're really gonna do it. Like, you're bad at, you're bad at, like, uh. everything, including being a troll, I guess. <laughs> and also, he, like, spent all of well, his book money, apparently, on pearls. Did you see the amount of pearls he was wearing? <laughs> I didn't take notice of that. I couldn't take my eyes uh, off. Every time he'd move his wrist, which he would do a lot because he is a gay man who like loves performing on camera. It would be like a jiggle jangle of like pearls. I was like, oh my God, he had like 18 pearls on his on his like literal mm-hmm. neck. And then he's like moving his arms and I see pearls like coming out of his like shirt sleeve. It's like, Jesus Christ, like 
What's going on? What is this yeah. visual? Well, I mean, I understand. Uh, uh, yeah, it's just a shitty thing. I think people, the best way, if you're sick of him, just don't engage. Don't, don't like, engage. Don't watch what he does. Yeah, just don't engage in it. Indifference. That's the easiest way. Indifference is the opposite right. of love, not hate. Both require, love and hate both require mad energy and attention and focus, and they build yeah. people up. Indifference is the great equalizer. It brings people down to human form. Plus, if you go out of your way to say you hate something, the person who disagrees with you is going to feel emboldened to be like, I love this thing right. that you hate. Right. Yes, yes, so, yes. Your reaction to the thing I'm saying is so heated that my opinion of it must be just as true because you're so repelled by it. Like, it's not sort of like, huh. Like, if some, if you present an idea and someone's like, huh, like, yeah, I guess. You're not going to be like, right? Like, signs up for a TED Talk. Yeah. Like, but if somebody is like absolutely kind of like repulsed by it you're definitely on to something and i would agree with that i think that's why free speech is really important um but i also just yeah. don't that's why i also like don't like any of these i don't know that's why i don't like these megan kelly's either like i don't trust that any of these people really believe their opinions like i'm i no, no, no. i believe fully in free not. speech and i believe that like even the most like hateful people unfortunately should be allowed to like say what they want to say but i'm most repulsed by people who say it but don't believe it like i would much rather hear an interview with like a fucking david duke than i would a milo you know because like at least i know like I, at least i'm getting an anthropological look at like the psyche of a person who exists in the world not someone who like half the time i have to like clock myself and be like is he trolling is he being sincere is you know what i mean like that just creates this yeah. sort of like moral schizophrenia that is more unhealthy than having a rational debate with an irrational evil person <laughs> you know what i mean there's more to gain yeah. there i think that's why i always hated glenn beck because he like he does he like kind of shifts his like political leanings based on how popular he is and wants to be it's true and like it's fascinating he's what he's doing his... now right because he's sort yeah. of like almost right. becoming more moderate yeah he's like anti-trump guy but uh which feels like yeah, a strategy because I, mean, I think he now wants to be like i think he wants to stay the voice of like a more rational conservative group so that post this trump apocalypse he can emerge as a more powerful voice of reason for having opposed this like regime <laughs> which is crazy because i don't yeah, really want like, that either people do it all the time like it's just it's people it's something people in the media do all the time like seven years ago glenn beck would have been at the forefront of like trumpism and all the all the crazy like tea party crap that he drummed up yes like the he was an architect of that yes yeah i mean he helped build up this like base that now got trump elected right exactly and now he's like so against it and it happens all the time like i don't know there's that famous youtube network called the young turks yes yes the you ever heard of them yes the I main have. guy like used to be a, the main guy used to be like a crazy conservative dude who was like a uh, he he was a, a denier of the uh armenian genocide mm. and uh yeah now he's like a bastion of liberal thought so i don't you know do we buy it or is he a tommy a t no i think he's like one of these dudes who Cares about making money. That's it. I think that's it. Right. So he's just as bad. He's like the Tommy Lorraine of the yeah. left. Yeah, to he's Tommy Laren. Yeah. What did I Tommy say? Lorraine. Tommy Lorraine. Tommy Lorraine is the name of her <laughs> yeah. country. Her country act. Yeah. So he's Tommy Laren. Yeah, he's Tommy Laren. He's. They're all a bunch of Tommies. They're all a bunch of toenails, frankly. 
Yeah. yeah. I haven't heard her name in a little while. That That's made me happy. I know. Like a literal, a little repeat. I mean, I feel like it's like Milo told me these people sort of are like vying for our attention because it's so splintered. Just yeah. like put these, you know what? I just want, um, I just want a reality show where like these idiots have to like compete against each other and do vile things for money. Like, let's just like get down <laughs> to the nitty gritty. The shit they care about is fame and money. They don't really care about politics. Just put them on a fear factor ass like show make tommy eat bugs yeah. while milo like sells his pearls or something whatever scares him the most um and yeah and just see what happens i'm over it i want to see a human centipede of milo tommy and the guy from the young turks oh my god who would be in the front who would be in the middle who would be in the back <laughs> i want to see i don't know who would be in the back i think the young turk guys in the back yeah I want to see. I want to see Tommy in the middle. Just because you hate her the most. She, she, yeah. I kind. I kind of want to see Tommy in the front because I want it to be a close up of her face. Like, oh, actually, millennial like snowflakes. <laughs> here's what I think, and the camera slowly pans out, and you realize she's on all fours in a human centipede. <laughs> like I've had someone stitch to my ass for six days <laughs> in a German bunker. Am I complaining? No. <laughs> immediately fed milo yiannopoulos <laughs> yeah i've been fed laxatives for two weeks and i've been shitting in milo yiannopoulos's mouth and you don't hear me complaining <laughs> tell me out <laughs> like immediately <laughs> would watch they should make a reality show out of the human centipede for real yeah would, they should. where it should I be like three it. celebrities forced to human centipede like forced to survive like a 30 minute human centipede wouldn't that be so good? Like Taraji P. Henson, Cynthia Nixon, and Neil Patrick Harris in this week's Human Centipede. And P.S. The answer is put Neil Patrick, Neil Harris, Patrick middle. Harris put him in the middle. Successful. Put him in the middle. Well, yeah. Taraji P. Henson is an Oscar, is a two time Oscar nominee, Emmy winner. Yeah, you're right. She's more successful. I think she's more successful than him. She is the Black Meryl Streep, according I- to her. <laughs> What she said that? Yeah, well, she wow. was she was saying in my community, I'm con- I'm considered like the Black Meryl Streep, but like no one in Hollywood uh, would have like okay. would know that. So it's like a very sort of like specific, specific thing. I think it's okay. a, it's a really yeah, funny wanna... it's a funny thing to say. I mean, I consider myself my apartment's Meryl Streep, and I'm not even an actor. <laughs> Considering how many bad accents I do, uh, I might as well be the new yeah. Meryl. Okay, that's fun. Well, speaking of uh, Oscar award winning actresses, mm. great seg. We've had some great segs. We've had some great segs. Um, we got in a segue accident, if you feel me. Um, oh. Jack, are you mentally and emotionally prepared for this Monday, which is D-Day, meaning the day after the Oscars? Oh, <laughs> oh the day after the Oscars, right. I thought you were going to tell me they were on Monday. No, they're no, on You're right. It's going to be... <laughs> I'm preparing for the hot takes. I've got my bunker ready. Yes. I've got... Um, my ration of water. Same. <laughs> um, I've got like seven Yorkie posts w- waiting to go. Yeah, just ready to like They're slack them up. out, tweet deck them out. Right. Yeah. You should see yeah. my room. It's filled with canned foods and a rifle. Everyone's like, Rod, what's going on? I'm like, what's going on? 14 <laughs> nominations for La La Land. That's what's going on. <laughs> You know the minute they're like, and the winner for best picture is, I'm grabbing the ammo and I'm saying, everybody back the fuck away from me! Because you know everyone's about to lose it. (laughs) So they're going to lose it because La La Land is about to sweep the Oscars, right? La La Land is about to sweep the Oscars. Listen to me, listeners. I'm just saying this so that we can all be mentally prepared because I have been undone 
by <laughs> by the by the various Mondays we've had. The Monday after the Super Bowl, the Monday after the Grammys, all of these face-offs are in light of our current political like trauma political events mm. and people are ready to just rip their hair out. I mean, the Super Bowl was pretty yeah. much like a Trump's America versus like the rest of America fight. The grid, the optics of the Adele Beyonce moment, I think for a lot of people telegraphed like something about pop culture that they sort of are exhausted by and angry by and know. And Moonlight versus La La Land is like, is like the same shit a little bit. Like <laughs> no, it's like the embodiment of that. It's just that again. And That's you know, so on Monday funny. they're going to be like, are yeah. you fucking kidding me? And it's like, are you kidding me? Like when have the Oscars ever not given an Oscar to a movie about movies? Just on that, just number one, that alone. Like they love that yeah. shit. They literally love it. I'm not mentally also, prepared. I never saw Moonlight. It's probably an amazing movie. It's amazing. I can see La La Land, and it's it's really great. I love what Moonlight. I, well, okay, I love Moonlight. Is a Moonlight's amazing. Moonlight is is the yeah. most perfect movie of any of those nominees, and it should win Best Picture for sure. Um, okay. okay. But I loved La La Land, and I feel like I I feel like we are in a minority. <laughs> I loved it so much. <laughs> And everyone so you, I know hates it. You're saying like, yeah. What what hates it? Is it just because of uh, all the attention it's getting? I don't know. It's a good question. I mean, I think that it informs a little. I think okay. I feel I feel a bunch of things. I think one, a lot of people went in. If you've seen the movie in the last month, you may have gone in sort of like wanting to not like it in some way. Maybe you can't explain why, but like you might have gone in with that yeah. mentality. I think people reject the obvious battle between Moonlight and La La Land and what it sort of says about a bunch of different things. And I also think some people mm-hmm. have real problems with it that I also agree. Like, oh, like, you know, like Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone aren't the best singers or like, you know, the movie doesn't paint like a realistic... I don't know. There's there's definitely like problems you can have with it. I've just found no desire to engage with the movie's problems, <laughs> which was surprising for me yeah. as someone who like does that both like out of like passion and profession like I literally love being very critical of movies I don't like I'm not a hater but like I often leave a movie like not having loved it that much um and I like did not want to put my critical hat on during La La Land I like thought it was very lovely (laughs) it was just fun it was like a fun movie right I just think if you zoom out and you look at people being like are you fucking kidding? And what they're talking about is <laughs> La La Land. It's like, um, pick on someone your own size. This is a, like a musical, <laughs> colorful, like people literally are like putting like a knife to the throat of this movie being like, I dare you. Like, wow, really? Like, meanwhile, Mel, like Mel Gibson has a best picture nomination. Anyone? Right. right. <laughs> Anyone? People are pissed about Lala freaking Lala Land. Yeah, freaking Lala Land. I was like, if you want to talk about optics, there's an anti-Semite misogynist whose renaissance happens to coincide with the rise of fascist America. If you want political optics, that's your problem. Like, not this movie that, yes, it's like, everyone's like, it's just so white. I'm like, John Legend is in it. Like, is he, like, is he not black? Like, (laughs) what? Like, I just don't know what to do. I don't know what to do about people's, like, scrounging for problems with this movie. I mean, they exist, but I just don't find them offensive. <laughs> yeah, I mean, does it have to be offensive? That's that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm saying leading into yeah. Monday. <laughs> that no, it doesn't. Like it really f- yeah. 
Yeah. And it's going to win I mean, everything. Yeah. It, well, it, I don't know. I really liked it. I thought it was a great movie. And I really liked the director, Damien Chazelle. He did the he did Whiplash. That movie was great. Yes. Uh, Dude loves know. jazz, in case you can't tell. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I just thought it was creative and lovely and just cute. And it made me feel good. So, hmm. hmm. So, Take that, hmm, hmm. haters. Yeah. 100%. I also saw it with my mom, which was, like, a really great experience. <laughs> she was pretty much, uh, we were both, like, crying for the last, like, 20 minutes of it. Um, my mom was like blubbering to the point where I was like, all right, I need you to just like rein it in a little bit. But, um, she loved it so much. She loved it so much. Um, it's good. Yes. I mean, I think it's good, but like, she like loved it. And I mean, I think this has informed some of like the real love that I have for this movie. I mean, I think like certain movies that are really, I think this is kind of true for all movies, but like it's definitely true for movies that are like this, where they sort of have a weird divisive quality to them. They're sort of like standardized tests. Like, who you are and what baggage you bring into the theater or into that room when you're engaging with it completely informs like what it is you take from it or what it is, you know, you think of it a little Mm. bit. I think like if you go in Mm. feeling sort of like cynical about like the state of, you know, popular culture, you're going to (laughs) leave La La Land like (laughs) livid. But if you kind of go in with like a lightness and a willingness to be entertained, you're going to, I don't know. It's like, it's what you bring. And I was like sitting with my mom who's watching this movie sobbing and I was, like, so excited by her excitement for this movie. And not just because it, like, touched her as a story. And not just because I think it, like... I saw it in December when I was home for the holidays. So I saw it, like, a long a while ago now. But um, I also think, like... And not even just because it sort of, like, I think gave a reprieve from, like, so much shit that was going on. Like, an actual... Uh, it was. It did feel like escapist. But also it felt like she was, like crying for like she was also like enjoying something that this movie was giving her that in that moment I realized like maybe movies just like aren't giving her anymore or giving that often and I don't know what that thing is and I don't even know if it's something I want to keep getting but in that moment watching my mom love something so much was not a negligible experience it really informed how much I love that movie as well you know I like movies that make people feel good I don't need it to be perfect for my critical taste. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, again, you mentioned it earlier. It's not like this is some, like, social documentary that totally missed, like, a huge point or ignored one side of the story. Right. Or it's not like some, some, like, some drama about, like, race politics in L.A. It's a fucking musical. Right. There's no moral failure in this movie. fucking <laughs> musical, dude. I know and it's tough that like they're like oh really you think this is good well how about the story of a gay black man in florida whose drug addicted mother causes his sexual repression told in three it's like jesus christ like (laughs) yo uh moonlight is literally like my second favorite movie of the year but like you're scaring me like you're foaming at the mouth like I literally am gonna like book yeah. an like honestly like describe the story of Moonlight as I take you to get a rabies shot like you're frightening me. Everyone's losing it, <laughs> but you have to see Moonlight. I will say it is literally like it's like um okay. it's like kind of I don't I wouldn't say it's a masterpiece, but it's like so beautiful. It's so so fucking good. I cannot believe how good it is. It was it like is it vied with OJ Made in America as my number one favorite movie like mm. oj ended mm. up winning out mm. because i just like loved that movie so much but it was like a close second this movie was perfect yeah. um but here are my guesses for who i think is what i think moonlight will win i think moonlight has a really good shot at cinematography i think it has a good shot yeah. um 
I think it should win Best Editing, but I have a feeling La La Land will get that as well. But I do think that that movie is very, very, very ama- incredibly well edited. Um, but Damien Chazelle's editor is like a genius, and I think it's the same person who did Whiplash, which was like unbelievably well edited. So I don't think it'll win that, but I think it'll win Best Adapted Screenplay. And I think um, Mahershala Ali will get Best Supporting Actor, and that'll probably be like the biggest award Moonlight gets mm. um, all night. I have a feeling that that's going to be um okay be it sort of like consolation prize i mean and that's a that's a pretty big one i will say like i don't think i anticipated um i don't think i anticipated him winning until i really saw like the groundswell of support for la la land and then felt suddenly like his ability to win this grew because it might be like the thing that they toss <laughs> in the in favor yeah, of the right. movie but well okay wait let me ask you one question yeah what would it take what, what, what would need to happen at the Oscars for you to go from hiding in your bunker with your rations to going out there in the mad world, uh, releasing a, a, a slew of, of takes and anger? Mm. Like, what would unchill my already barely there yeah. chill? Um, yes. I'll say... Mel Gibson's best director, if you, if like by some, by <laughs> some miracle, if he was to ever win, I would literally just be like, excuse, yeah. like, I mean, if you're, if we're, yeah. I think that this hype, this scenario of, of my like releasing my hate doves out into the sky would still only probably be about like the optics of the Oscars. It still wouldn't necessarily be about quality because like we have the movies we have. So it would really just be like, what is the yeah. story the Academy is trying to tell? So that story of Mel Gibson's like moment in this moment would be so tone deaf that that would probably be a little, a little much. Yeah. Um, That'd be pretty unchill. That would be unchill. Um, what else? What are, what would the other ones be? If I mean honestly, I'm gonna be real with you. Something that I I would fire a thousand think pieces on is the like fucking like game that they're playing by putting Viola Davis in the best supporting actress category. Excuse me. Because oh, she's a lead. She's actress. It, yeah. Like I'm sorry. You're like that is those are problematic optics that like in order to ensure Emma Stone. I mean maybe they're trying to ensure Viola's win, but like. And maybe, like, there's some weird kind of, like, whiplash from when she lost to Meryl Streep for uh, the help in The Iron Lady and everyone thought she was going to win. And so this is, like, yeah. a safer bet. But it's also kind of like, don't play me. <laughs> like, bitch, do not play me. Every poster for Fences literally said Viola, Denzel, Fences. Like, we didn't even get last names. That's how that that poster was outrageous. Have you seen it? Google it. It's their two faces, the word Fences, and above it is Viola. Denzel like you're telling me now that she's actually a supporting actor I don't think so don't think so mm. um so that mm. is already pissing me off um but yeah I think okay. I think Mel Gibson would be the one that I'd be most like fucked up by I also would be kind of annoyed if Denzel won best actor I'm sorry like what <laughs> oh come on I'm sorry I think I want to introduce a new concept that I want people oh no I need I need people to bring this rubric when they're watching performances which is the question that I ask now is good actor or just screaming? That is the question that <laughs> my ass keeps asking. Every time I see Al Pacino, I'm like, um, is he good or is he just screaming? This comes from, this is coming from someone who screams at you 40 minutes to an hour every week. Like I should be well, ready to maybe. handle screaming, but I don't know. Yeah. Maybe you should be an actor. Should I? <laughs> 
<laughs> the nominee <laughs> the nominees are Rod Bassman. It's just me going <laughs> And then just like very like gentle applause like when we go back to the Kodak theater. Like thank you, thank you. Yeah. I do think every off I think every good actor is a screamer and I'm like, I don't know. I think hmm. I think I think Denzel's a little scenery chewing, okay. but I think it's Casey Affleck's here. I, I could see it. I think it's Casey's here. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, so that's your prediction, Casey Affleck, for best best uh, male lead yes. Uh, actor. Yes, best actor, Casey Affleck, best actress, Emma Stone, best picture, and best director will go to La La Land and Damien Chazelle. Best supporting will go to Viola, and best supporting actor will go to Mahershala. That's my big five, okay. six predictions. We'll see you on Monday. We'll see on Monday when it's just, ah! like, literally, we'll see. <laughs> I mean, you know, the supporting, act- the supporting nominees really surprise you sometimes, but... Um, Mahershala is also a Muslim who gave a great um, SAG speech. So I also think he might win just because people want to hear that speech again. <laughs> right. Like, okay, cool. To be real. Yeah, so that's the Oscars. Everyone should watch and prepare. Um, definitely buy condensed milk in cans. Um, I recommend okay. more narrow bullets. Um, they go farther, move mm-hmm. faster, which you will need come Monday. You'll need um, you'll need speed of bullet. Um, and yeah, Kevlar. I'd say um, when whoever is and opening, diapers. yeah, yeah, when you hear and the winner is la la, that's when you hit up Amazon Prime one day shipping Kevlar vest. <laughs> Buy them in baby yeah. size if you have children. I'm talking to Matt specifically. Uh-huh. Um, it's the purge. It's the purge. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be a good SNL digital short. A post Oscar purge. <laughs> okay, that's funny. That's life um yeah okay so you are surprising me with a devil tug this week and i'm very excited yeah yeah i am oh i'm scared you better get that kevlar vest ready because you're the devil tongue of the week wait what (laughs) (laughs) yesterday you said that you were appearing on joey bk's podcast and (laughs) and this is the only podcast oh, that fuck. you are ever allowed to be on. <laughs> Amazon Prime 6 Kevlar vests. Like, click, click, click. <laughs> Wait, I have news for you, boo-boo. I've been on that podcast two other times. I'm sorry. <laughs> and the Oscar for Best Supporting Actor, actor yeah. <laughs> goes to Jack Dale in podcast. Yeah. I'm. I mean, that's pretty much it. I'm sorry. Well, I don't really. You know what? Thank you for teeing that up because <laughs> I'm sorry. because I have um, a plug to make. I'm appearing on <laughs> Joey BK's huh. Dumpster Dive podcast, huh. um, probably going live this weekend. Where this podcast, they go into reassessing or just assessing bad movies that often turn out to be bad. I've been on it twice. One time I defended Mm. Gus Van Sant's Psycho remake because I love that movie and think it's so good and everyone's crazy for not liking it. And this week they had me on, I have to say I'm honored, they had me on for Gigli, which I think is like, (laughs) is high on the canon of bad movies. I felt honored to be on that episode, I have to say. Okay. All right. But but nevertheless, devil tongue me. Devil tongue for, uh, (laughs) yeah, sorry. Tongue me, bitch. I, I hate to do it, but... Oh, it stings so good. As the editor of Breitbart, there's nothing you can do to make me feel bad about myself. 
Yeah. I okay. thrive on devil tongues. Okay. Um, okay, and your good friend of the week is <laughs> honestly dark, but go for it. <laughs> Wait, who's my good friend it's, of the week? I already it's forget. a Taco Bell chicken taco. <laughs> taco Bell chicken taco. Okay, it's a freaking Taco Bell piece of, I would, I don't want to call it food because I don't think it does it justice. Yeah, I don't know what that um, is. But... I'll call it, it's a piece of art. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Um, so what they do is they take a piece of chicken. They somehow flatten it out, make it round, and turn it into the shell of a taco, and then they fill it with the regular taco ingredients like lettuce and tomatoes and cheese. Okay. And it is incredible. Wow. Is it? (laughs) It is, it is like the first time, the first, the first like sunset you see, Mm. and you're like, wow, that's so beautiful. That's how this (laughs) This tastes. Wait, you should definitely do Taco Bell ad copy. <laughs> like the new shredded chicken taco. It's like the first sunset you've ever seen. Like, wait, so gentle. <laughs> like very sweet and kind and calm copy, but with like a gnarly voice. It is like a mother's I touch. Feel like... <laughs> I feel like... It's getting a lot of bad rap because of how horrible the abortion known as the KFC Double Down was. Did you have that? It was. Uh, I never had it. I didn't either. I saw people consume it. Um, but that was basically two pieces of chicken uh, that served as like the bread of a chicken sandwich. Yes. So it's almost like that almost sounds like like cannibalistic and weird. Right. But the chicken taco. Highly recommended. So Wait, so am I understanding it is the is the taco the tortilla or is or what? I'm not fully understanding like the shape of the it. The chicken is the tortilla. Yes, the chicken is made dude. into the tortilla. Wow, interesting. Yes. Yeah. So you gotta like wash taco your hands. Bell. What's it called? What do you mean? Yeah, I guess so. Well, it comes in one of those like it comes in one of those like cardboard taco holder things. Oh love. I need to go try this. Oh, it's called the it's called the naked naked chicken chalupa. Naked chicken chalupa. <laughs> yeah. Babe, what? It's can... called the naked chicken <laughs> chalupa. First of all, yeah. my old grinder name, how dare they steal it? <laughs> Live it. But look, if you you can look it up. Look it up in the Google images, dude. It's so Okay, I'm tasty. I'm looking it up really quick. Naked. Ooh, too much stuff just came up. <laughs> so good. Um <laughs> And when I say too much stuff, I mean this search came up because I've looked at it before. <laughs> um, oh, wow. Wait. This literally looks so good. Wait. There's no chicken inside because the chicken is the thing. Yes. I just literally forwarded this to eight different people. Um, absolutely <laughs> eating this. This looks so good. And I actually can't. Yeah, I can't wait. to. But you know what? It. I'm going to wait until I get whatever free shit I have coming because I have a little story for you, my friend. Um, fuck Chobani Gate because Taco Bell played my ass. Oh, shut up. Yes. I'll send <laughs> you a... Bell. Yes. I got a quesadilla. It was like 2 a.m. a okay. moment. Ate like okay. three-fourths of it. Look down at like the nub that's left. My tortilla has mold on it. I literally paused in the kitchen and was like, I just ate this entire thing. 
and it literally it, has mold on like how much mold was there? hold on i'm literally sending this photo to you right now it is not for the faint of heart um and it was honestly a violent reveal i was just like um i've already digested like 98 percent of this bitch and now you're gonna play me like this okay look at your okay. phone right now you are about to give an oscar nominated performance <laughs> if you know what i mean <laughs> meaning you're gonna you're gonna scream <laughs> so wait so it ha- i uh while i wait for this photo to come in did you like go back to taco bell and say like hey this had freaking mold on did it. you go back to taco bell you know i went on twitter immediately bitch <laughs> i said i did a photo shoot i did a photo shoot oh it's on your twitter okay wait let me see because it's not coming my internet's kind of crappy mm, hold on i just sent it again because i need you to see it it's literally violent. I mean, that sucks. Look, it's the onus with this is not on Taco Bell as a as as a. Oh, I got it. Look at it. Mm. Yeah, that's pretty moldy. That, yeah. It's well, is big. that mold? Are you sure that's mold? B- babe, what? <laughs> what else would it be? It could be just like olive loaf. It could be just. Well, it could be just like a, a burn. It might might have just been like a dark spot. Hmm. Okay. I don't know. A Taco Bell apologist literally has a naked crispy chalupa once. Thinks they can do no wrong. <laughs> it was two a.m. at a Taco Bell in Washington Heights. You know that shit's mold. Huh. I screamed well, and tweeted them three what? times. They weren't getting back to me. Turns out they don't operate on the weekends. So yes, I was a little hysterical. <laughs> but they did tweet me. This is serious. DM us. And I immediately DM'd them and was like, hello. And they were like, hi. I was like, here's my address. And they're like, we will send something. I was like, what? And they didn't answer. So I'm still on the lookout. <laughs> so. Well, look, again, the onus isn't, first of all, I'm skeptical whether or not this is mold. That's my first. <laughs> Second of all, the onus with this is not on Taco Bell as a corporation. It's just on the franchise owner. So don't be mad at them. Be mad at the guy running the Taco Bell. Yeah, definitely. I'm going to go knock on Carl's door and be like, um, anything you'd like to say? <laughs> so. No, 100%. Cool. You're you right. Know. I mean, look, I'm going to give you an update on Belgazi as it, you know, like comes to pass. Um, Breit Bark will be running an entire expose on this. But I... If I get anything less than multiple free shit coupons, I'm about to win an Oscar if you catch my drift. Yeah, I get it. Okay? I'm literally going to be losing it. I don't want any more of this, like, Megan from Chobani 263 off your next cup of yogurt bullshit. I want 17 free naked crispy chalupas (laughs) up in my mouth. That's what I want. Okay. A demand. I feel like you probably could get that. I think so too. If I get anything less, I'm gonna be like, "Hey, Steven, rot again," and then I'm gonna send like a close-up photo of the mold. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm gonna say, "Would you I want mean, your daughter t- having this?" And then a picture of his daughter yeah, sleeping correct. with the mold, like with the moldy tortilla, like resting on her face, like at night, night vision. Jesus. And he's gonna be like, "How'd you get because to my house?" Taco Bell. Taco Bell food is not expensive already, so it's not like they would be sacrificing a whole lot to give you free Taco right. Bell. Right, what are they going to be in the red? Your shit's 17 cents. Like, I literally get 100 yeah. things and I spend less than like $8. I'm like, Jesus Christ. I just want this so right. bad. So I'm going to keep everybody updated whether you want it or not. God is good. Okay. We'll get it. We'll get an update next week. You hopefully. will. You'll definitely get an update on Belgazi. Um, yeah. You guys, thank you so much for listening. Jack, thank you so much for Thanks screaming for and being screamed at. You should host the Oscars, frankly. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Um, my, I will my, next year. My dream is for us to host the Oscars. <laughs> I could, I could see it. Could you see it? Just start screaming. Ah! Yeah, I would just love it so much. Everyone's like, I don't understand like who these people uh. are, but, um, uh. but yeah. So we'll talk post. We'll have an Oscar debrief. I'm sure next week, like a quick one at the top of the show. Um, but yeah, everybody protect your neck. Monday's going to be tough. Yeah. Protect your neck. Protect your neck. Go like Yorkies underscore anonymous on Instagram. Yes. Start trolling. And, uh, um, start trolling. What is it? Augie. Augie Sausage County. Augie the doggy. Yes. Start trolling Augie the doggy with um. what should the good friends emoji <laughs> be that fans use to troll? The same. Uh, hmm, what could be? A, like anyone who yeah, talks shit about Beyonce gets like, like lemons and bee emojis. Like what's yeah, we right. need one. Hmm, maybe it can just be like the the gun oh but they made it just a squirt gun right yeah, you know what? what about the hole you know the hole emoji <laughs> yes the hole the hole i think the hole emoji so listeners please go to augie the doggy and just comment the hole emoji <laughs> like a hundred times just a bunch of holes yeah i've heard I'm that before right now um yeah do it i'm gonna yeah. do the same thing um Give so listeners do that and until then a B movie to you. To be young and free. B movie. On the and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and sex and run you. La 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 la. Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Onto the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and sex and run you. Run through the bed and scare up the milking cows. Run down the beach kicking clouds of sand. Walk a windy weather day, feel your face blow away. Stop and listen, love you. Love like a circus clown, put away your circus brown. Ride on a roller coaster upside down. Love sing the tail dog, carry loves a kinkajou. Shall we catch a kangaroo? Hug you. Milkweed, silky in a sunny sky Reach out and hit your ride and float on by Balloons down below, blooming colors of the rainbow Red, blue, and yellow, green, I love you Bicycles, tricycles, ice cream, candy Lollipops, popsicles, licorice sticks Solomon, Grundy, Raggedy, Andy Twiddle, Dumb, and Twiddle, Home Free Cowboys and Indians, Cowboys and Indians Baseballs and baseballs and basketballs too Baseballs and basketballs too I love forget-me-nots, for nutter sugar pops. I'll hug you and kiss you and love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. La 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 la